Hello, everybody. Welcome to We View Yasha and Other Tales. I'm Sean, and my co-host needs no introduction. We're here to talk about episode 18, Naraku and Sashomaru join forces. Of course, my co-host is Lindsay. I was going to let that stand, but I felt super bad. I didn't need an introduction. I wasn't going to say anything. I couldn't tell how much it hurt you. You want to be like Javier Bardem in an interview. I don't like being mean to ladies. Sheesh. Oh, what were you here to talk about? Inuyasha. Not Javier Bardem's behavior. Naraku and Sashomaru join forces. The title that ruins everything that happens in the episode. When it happens, a few minutes in, I was thinking maybe it would have been better. Pretty right off the bat. <laughs> we know who it is, but if we didn't, and they go through that whole conversation. It should be like Sashomaru returns. Or, or Sashomaru... Uh, Shamri wants revenge. Gets a new arm. <laughs> Two new arms. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember if I acknowledged it or even realized it in the episode where he gets his arm cut off. That his arm gets cut off. I don't think I registered it. Then. Yeah, I think we said because I mean he fell over. There was a bloody stump of a. Paw. Yep. <laughs> um, I think we mentioned it, but yeah, it's you, we haven't seen him since. Yep. You know, like episode five. So he's been wandering the countryside since, just trying different arms on and being very angry at how low he's fallen in status. So this episode starts actually with a Kikio flashback slash recap, where we are reminded. Oh. Right, right, right. Yeah, why they hate each other. Somebody's pulling the strings. But after that, we see some bandits fresh out of the Seven Samurai. <laughs> stolen a bunch of rice from a small village. Really happy. Mm. Really, really happy. I'm guessing that they are bandits for plot purposes, because if they were just messengers or like convoy of nuns, but uh, don't worry, they get their comeuppance because they see uh, Sashomaru standing in the middle of the road. Oh, after the one said, oh no, demons come out. Sunset, we need to hurry. And the lead was like, yeah, if there's one thing I know, you don't need to be afraid of demons ever. <laughs> Famous last word. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, there's a guy. Let's <laughs> fuck with him. <laughs> and they're like, it's just a human. I mean, he did a very imposing figure there in the setting sun, you know, just standing in the middle of the road. He does look very intimidating, and they should have figured that, because then he murders all of them with his demon arm. Yeah, and he turns around and has this massive, clawed demon arm that's about as long as he is. I really thought this was going to be his new thing, and that was going to make me like him more. It's like, oh, he just has this cumbersome demon arm that ruins everything else about his appearance. <laughs> but pretty much after he uses it, it's dead. The body, I presume, is more powerful than the arm that he found and cannot take all the power surging through it and thus shrivels and dies. I swear, I remember a scene where he killed the demon and you see him putting the arm on. But that could either be in the 
future or I can see it going on. <laughs> do you frequently think you make things up about I do, yeah. shows? I have a very vivid imagination, <laughs> so I don't know what happens sometimes, and then I just watch it. You really got to write a screenplay using this. <laughs> Jockin praises his master for killing another demon and taking the arm. But since the arm is already done, uh, Sashomaru, who I guess is tired of doing all this work, says, you find another or you're going to die. A very classic Jockin uh, moment. <laughs> arm is not quite dead. <laughs> Grabs him. Mm-hmm. It just made me laugh so much. But he's struggling to get out of this arm, and he's like, get away. Yep. Poor Jockin. Oh, I don't know why. It just, it tickled me. Is that when he has a flashback to, this is all Inuyasha's fault? Pro- probably, and then <laughs> we see Inuyasha cutting off his arm. Mm, doing that old thing. Kicking him off the skeleton. <laughs> you should remember all of the times that Sashomaru tried to drown him with his own stick. Yeah, it probably happened a lot more off screen. <laughs> uh, but while uh, Sashomaru is pondering his next move, a man in a gorilla pelt? What is he wearing? A baboon, a white baboon pelt. Mm-hmm. A white baboon pelt. Which, massively creepy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Super creepy. And apparently he was just, I'm just here this whole time. I've watched you kill those guys. And Sashomaru is like, I don't like how your voice is lower than mine. <laughs> the show is all skeptical mm. at first. Does he give him the arm first yes. or the hide? Okay. Gives uh, he presents Sashomaru with an arm, saying it has a Shikan jewel in its bicep. Which Jackson's like, that's a human arm. That's the master. See, I think Sashomaru needs to hire those two guards from the previous episode <laughs> instead of Jackin, because Jackin's loyalty is faulty and goes in the wrong direction. <laughs> he hired those two humans. If he just didn't hate humans so much, he could you know, hire someone with some skill. But he uh, sees the human arm and it has the jewel in it and he is told by this stranger who we know his name because of the title of the episode that he will also be able to wield the Tetsaiga. How does he attach these arms to him? We don't get to see that we aspect. No, because his little uh, snake covers everything. Well, he is an aristocrat. Is he so? <laughs> Maybe he just goes. Okay. Is like uh, a cyborg? <laughs> yeah. Especially so Shomaru takes the arm gladly, uh, along with a bee grenade. And all he says is, "You might find this useful." Well, until the flashback later. <laughs> Take this weird little. I think take this bee grenade are his exact words. <laughs> Sashomaru says, what is your name, stranger? My name is Naraku. <sighs> and we as the audience would be shocked. <laughs> I have to say, I was a bit naive when I was first watching the action. I honestly didn't expect to see Sashomaru back. Oh, really? I thought he was defeated, soundly. I lost the sidekick, yeah. <laughs> defeated, soundly. <laughs> People don't come back when you cut off their arms and push them off a giant skeleton. That is a great realization when you have that for the very first time. (laughs) Television can do this? Neat. (laughs) But we cut to our gang. Oh, wait, before we leave that scene, uh, Sushomaru does say, 
He is very grateful for all of this help. He says, I will remember your name. He thinks Sashomaru is intimidated by this person. I don't think so. He's just curious about it, right? Yeah. There's right? someone else who hates his brother. He's <laughs> offering help from this. If I know anything, it's you always accept help from strangers in strange costumes who don't show their whole faces. But we cut to our gang at a beachside shelter where, once again, mom and dad are arguing in front of their son. <laughs> All they do is fight oh, these two. Yes, oh, because poor Kagome makes the, the sweet, innocent, offhand remark, oh, it's nice to sleep in a bed. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, used to comfort. Yeah. And Yasha takes it extremely personally and... So sorry to make you sleep in the wild all the time. Yeah, what, I'm not good enough for you? <laughs> it's just that Moroku can find his places like this. Why don't you fuck him then? And then he walks out. <laughs> and Moroku, of course, <laughs> you know, saw a dark cloud over the biggest <laughs> mansion <laughs> in the area. Yeah. <laughs> and what do you know? <laughs> yeah, a little later he turns out to be right. Wait a Moroku. We're still workshopping. <laughs> yeah, he's telling a very naive old man. Yeah, I'm done blessing the place with all these stickers. Thank you for letting us stay here. <laughs> giving us all of your food. <laughs> nothing bad is going to happen now. If I know anything, nothing bad ever happens to this gang. <laughs> like a homing beacon for all of the evil creatures in Japan. They just bring ruin on all of these poor towns. But Inuyasha accuses Moroku of lying. Which Moroku just completely stops that argument there and is just like, yeah, of course I did. You want to sleep in the dirt? <laughs> and everyone's cool with it, including Kagome. I mean, got us a room. Not really hurting. You did pretty good. <laughs> Not hurting anybody. <laughs> Yet. And Shippo, of course, loves dumplings. At this point, the ground starts shaking. Oh no, what's coming? And Moroki says, let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Before they can leave, uh, Kagome says, I sense a shard coming, and it's coming fast to our location. Which, of course, and everyone's like, oh, let's stay. Let's stay, then. <laughs> and guess who's also back, Lindsay? It's the giant imp thing from episode five. Five? Yeah. Three. No, oh, five. Five, yeah. Don't you dare pretend oh, Yura of the Demon Hair never existed. They went to the, the loan office in hell, and it was yet again the only one available. <laughs> and Sashomaru is riding on its shoulder. And if it, as if that's not enough, he then attacks with green acid. <laughs> oh, he jumps, just just like free falls, swan dives right at Inuyasha, and Inuyasha just like, uh... <laughs> Yeah, my murderous brother is flying towards me very quickly with his claws out. I'll just stand here. He steps back at the last second. He's probably thinking about how stupid his brother looks when he does his little acrobatic moves. Questions about that title, because neither seem true. Assassins usually work for someone. They hide in the shadows. The complete opposite of having a giant demon destroy a village while you ride on its shoulder. There's some brief taunting between him and his brother, and they fight. Whereas Shomaru dodges every move, 
move of the Tetsaiga, and then digs nails into Inuyasha's arm. Yes, he starts eating away his skin. Yeah, so drop the sword. It's just going to eat your whole arm off until you drop it. Drop it, boy. Drop it. Drop it. (laughs) (laughs) And he switches hands, which is pretty uh, smart on his part. Of course, Shomaru knocks the sword away with his dumb whip. (laughs) And then just just manages to pick it up. (laughs) And this whole time, uh, Kagome and gang are watching from the bushes, thinking, what's the Shomaru doing? He knows he can't wield this. Oh, shit. He somehow can wield the sword now. And whatever this arm does seems to subvert the whole you have to protect the human aspect of it. So I wonder if that's why it's a human arm? Interesting. That it's self-preservation. It's just like a demon arm with a jewel shard, but it's a human arm. That's kind of what I've always thought is because it's a human arm, it's not, it's letting the Tetsaga stay. Okay, does that then mean that any human can pick it up? So then the shard must do something as well, be able to wield the power of it, and then it's like a crypto key when you have the human arm just unlocks everything. I think we figured it out, folks. Yeah. (laughs) This is where Jackin uses the imp to summon all the forest demons that look like little tadpoles. Oh, yes. And Sashomaru's like, you can't even use the Tetsaiga, right? And then just murders all of the demons. In one stroke. Okay. Pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where we give Sashomaru uh, uh, kudos, because, yeah, I guess I didn't know how to use that sword. <laughs> didn't know I could do that. <laughs> this is finally where Kagome and Moroku come to assist. Of course, they argue. <laughs> Like, look, there's a big giant demon thing stomping around. I'll just suck it up in the end tunnel. But this is where we get Jackin's flashback. He remembers Naraku's warning of the monk. He's offering to take care of him, and that's mm-hmm. what the, the, the bug bomb is. Sure. Yes. <laughs> little bee grenade. The Moroku uses his Heaven's Wrath, or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> the imp is almost sucked in. It's like trying its best. <laughs> and Sashomaru is also very surprised at the power of this. He has to stick the sword into the ground and hold himself there. That That's when he pulls out the bee grenade. Says, well, Naraku was right. Oh, he throws it into the air. A bunch of bees come out. Oh, I wrote down what it was called. Saimyosho? Oh, oh, yep. Saimyosho, the insect of hell. Yeah. It's supposed to plug up the wind tunnel. And what do you know? It works as all the bees fly right into his hand. Yeah. It made me feel really like, ugh, is there stinging him from the inside? Kagome's like, they're not being sucked in, they're flying. Yeah, they don't give a shit about a wind tunnel. They made a brief flash of his arm all red, and he holds it in pain. Like, Moroku's always useful for like, a second. <laughs> and then... If there's a, that's, that's the solution to the we can't have all the time. It's a real burden for the script because you got to take them out. Like every, you know, we had to have a second here where somebody subverts his wind tunnel. At least it took care of that big useless imp. Now it's just knocked Sucked out. off half its face. Is that what it is? It looked like. Because <laughs> it was all bubbly. Oh, it yeah. Just kinda, it didn't have like a face anymore. It just had like the back of its head and this 
bubbling now. I think out of all the characters we should feel sorry for, it maybe should be this imp. <laughs> but yeah, Inuyasha and Shippo use their trademark, Iron Reaver Soul Stealer and Foxfire, and I think Foxfire actually works. <laughs> and they fight the rest of those bugs off. He uses his, uh, I know. He uses his blades of blood to distract Sashomaru and grab Moroku and bring him into cover. He's worried about his new best friend. <laughs> and then complaining, like, man, I'm only saving your ass. <laughs> Shippo looks around the corner of the giant imp and sees that Sashomaru's just walking towards him. Oh my god, I loved that. That was hilarious. This is where Sashomaru attacks with the giant farsword-type attack. They, <laughs> there's a line just before it happens where he says, oh, well, we'll be done for. Like, oh, they better move then. But then they don't move. And the attack just buries them in rubble and the flesh of the imp demon. <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess you're not done for. You're just <laughs> embarrassed. He was directed. <laughs> And after more taunting, there's more fighting, where finally, Yasha uses the sheath, which I also kind of forgot about. And I think we forgot to mention at this point, um, after Moroku was stung, Kagome ran off to get some insect, An <laughs> insect bomb or yeah. something. Oh, I'll go find some, some antidote. I'll be right back. Wait, was she going to go rifle through their medicine cupboard? She was going to get on her bike. Drive to the well, get into the well, go to the drugstore, get her wallet out. <laughs> Realize she left her wallet in Seattle, Japan. So Jockin also uh, comes out of the rubble, yeah. by the way. I'm so expendable, my lord. Yes, a, a little uh, offended that Shomaru didn't care that Jockin was in the way too Nobody much. loves you, Jockin. <laughs> Still hasn't quite picked up on that. Yeah, but uh, that's when Moroku, who still has some life in him, is like, you know, I've been wondering about something. How did you know what I could do? And before he gets answers, uh, he uses the staff to. Oh, I mean, come on, Shippo. You have one job, you and you couldn't <laughs> knock that staff out of the. You didn't even have to fight him. Just knock the staff away. Yeah, Shippo, you're not being a very good support class character. I know. Of course, when it's too late, watch out. You've already picked up the staff. And then, yeah, chases them off. They roll down the hill, and Shippo tries throwing all of his toys at him, and that also doesn't work. Should have thrown Not some... even the top. <laughs> My stupid top also didn't work. <laughs> so, Sashomaru finally knocks the sheath away. He's about to strike when... Way to go, man. Yeah. Just a secret fucking arrow goes flying through the air. I did think it could have been Resurrectio come back. He's mine. Nobody kills him but me. <laughs> but no, it's Kikio. She found a bow and arrow. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Okay, I'm going to redo that <laughs> so I don't look fucking stupid. Kagome. Fires in her. <laughs> Fired a sacred arrow at the sword, which somehow takes away all of its power. Yeah. I guess because this sword is their dad, then it would have taken away whatever demon power it has because she has sacred arrows. It's like sprinkling holy water on something. Yeah. 
just purifies. See, this is why Kikyo was really in trouble when she fell in love with the half demon. Because she, uh, everything about her is about getting rid of demons. Yeah, but if you use the sacred tool to become all human. Yes, yes, yes. It didn't work out, did it, Kikyo? <laughs> did it? <laughs> so this, this Japanese standoff is happening. Everybody freezes. She's a little shaky. It's like, I will shoot all of you in the face. Yeah. Well, next one's going through your head. Oh, she should have. a lot more confidence. Yeah. I wish they would have given her the triumphant adventure music at that moment, too. Like when <laughs> Inuyasha rises out of the well. So what's going to happen? Cliffhanger! Tune in next week. A very exciting show. It's, it's all kinds of people trying to murder each other. You got me with the sounds. I don't think she's carrying one around all the time. Right? No, that's weird. Do you think she would after... And it was a long one. She usually uses a short one. Kiko usually uses the long one. Oh. So after not being able to find an antidote, she probably found an, ar- an archer. Next ca- best thing. <laughs> cowering. In Starts the... with an A. Hmm? <laughs> Arrows. Antidote. Arrows. It's a real Eureka moment. Eureka. <laughs> We will not be using that one. <laughs> That's where we're ended. And the next episode title, I already read it, kind of baffles me. <gasps> it seems like a one-off episode, if yeah, anything. Nope. Cause we got we, it. We're in a standoff. Yeah, this isn't Twin Peaks. you got to pay <laughs> things off. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we'll uh, we'll have our own little cliffhanger here and tune in next time. <laughs> Oh boy, in our next podcast episode, <laughs> where we'll talk about the climax of all of this fun. I was Sean. Yeah,